everyone. Everyone, happy Monday. I hope the coffee is strong, not too strong. I don't want us to be jittery, but let's get up and at him, yeah? I mean, this is the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. My name is John. And well, here's my thing. Um, I think I, I, I may have danced and touched on the Incredibles 2 topic uh, a little bit ago. I'm not going to do that, but I do want to hone in on one thing. Because, um, well, look, in Pixar and the PR machine that it is, um, promotes the supposed five superheroes in the well six if you, if you can count frozo frozone is, is that his name but six if you count that i think we're i think they really um they didn't promote one enough because i i think truly like don't get me wrong mr incredible and last like they all have legitimate they are literally superheroes like they have abnormal like unhuman like powers but i feel like there's a very strong argument very strong argument that the real superhero of incredibles 2 Edna Mode. Ring any bells? How about this? My God, you've gotten fat. How about this? Hello, darling. Any of that? One was from the first movie. Edna Mode is the fashion designer of the movie. She designs the suits for everyone. She's the one that is in charge of making them look absolutely fly and allowing them to be confident in their clothing. She's the one that steps out of the boundaries and she says, no, 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 no capes. No capes this time. We're doing it differently. Trendsetter, iconic, passionate, and powerful. Edna Moan does more uh, than just kind of serve like a random character in the movie. For me, honestly, look, I've, I've been watching a lot of her highlights, and she is absolutely fantastic. She might be three feet tall, but when she walks into a room, she commands it like she's 6'7". She doubles her height with her first impression. That is not that easy to do, and I don't know where this confidence is coming from. I'm not sure. I, here's what I want. I don't want an Incredibles 3. I want a spinoff on Edna Mode. And we can just call it Mode. Oh, that's brilliant. We can call it Mode, and in the, in the cover photo for the movie, it's going to be Mode in very large text, but then in black text, and then in white text, just her silhouette on like the E at the very end. I struggle to see how that doesn't crush the box office. I very, and, then, and then we just say it, the real superhero, period. While we're at it, let's make it PG-13. A little vulgar. I think R might be a bit too much. I, either way, we, we, I think we need closure. Like, how, how did she come about? I feel like we're not asking enough questions. Because it would have been so easy for the, in, the, in the movie if they just had their suits. If they just had their suits. And we didn't have to address. But I, I did read somewhere, though. I think they're talking, like, the reason like Edna is such a key character is because no one addresses where the superhero got their suit, and I think they might have nailed on the character. But here's the thing, and ultimately here's my thing, I gotta know where she came from. I, I struggle to believe everything was easy for her. I feel like she really had to work. I feel like she might have, you know, let's say, I, I could see Missouri, very rural Missouri in a family, and she hated it. And she had big dreams of living in New York or Paris or Tokyo. And, and in her room, I can see her in her bed. It's a Springbox mattress. She's about seven years old. And she still has a, uh, no, no, she has long hair at this point. And it's kind of messy and frizzy. And she hates it because there's no AC in the house. And it's 103 out with humidity. And she's got a box fan that's blowing in her face. And she's dripping sweat. But she's staring up at these posters on her wall of New York, Paris, Tokyo, dreaming of living there, dreaming of thriving. She's always been into fashion. I can see her loving everything from menswear to womenswear to childwear even, which explains kind of her desire. But at this point, I, f I see her in her sketchbook drawing her own rendition of the little black, of the tiny, excuse me, of the tiny black dress, her own style on it, some flair. Her parents barge in, 
And she closes the book immediately. She doesn't want them to know their desire. Right as she graduates high school, excuse me, right as she graduates high school, I, th- I can see her writing a letter to her parents in v- unbelievable handwriting, uh, saying that she appreciates them and loves them, but she has to go chase her own dream because she knew they would not be supportive. And from here, things get blurry. But, you know, if I'm in my own sketchbook, if I'm in my own storyboard, I'd like to think she ends up in New York. Fashion school is very cutthroat. She's at the top of her class. Um, next thing she knows, she's in a lovely studio apartment about three miles outside of City Square in Paris, France, doing her own thing, starting her own line of fashion. You know, I imagine her apprenticing under a Russian designer living in the city, uh, honing her skills, uh, bettering herself. Um, and she, she doesn't know how, but she always has money. We, we don't, and no one really knows how, but she just gets by. And she just like hangs out at coffee shops all day designing clothes. Then at night she just gets in, she just gets in the lab, if you will, and, and, and you know, does whatever she has to do to make things work. I don't know. It's interesting. Edna Mode's a character. I need to see that. I need to see that backstory. That's closure I need. And whatever the story is, it doesn't matter because how I view her and see her um, like inspirational, dominant, right? Demanding, demanding excellence, demanding it from me. So everyone, here's the message. Look, I'm talking about Edna Mode. Um, let's all try to be her this week. What, why aren't we being our best Edna? Why aren't we being Edna? I think when we wake up in the morning, I want us to walk into our bathroom. I'll walk into mine. It'll be a tiled floor. Um, I'll be, you know, I'm very tired because I'll probably be getting up early. I'm going to look at myself. And I'm just going to think, what would Edna do right now? And let me save you the time because here's what she would do. She would get ready. And she would grab the day by the horns and have the best day of her life. Bottom line, Edna, this is for you. With that being said, Edna has a fantastic figure, right? She seems in good shape. I just don't think she works out. I think she either has a very high metabolism or she's very conscious of what she's eating. I see her like, I I definitely see her um, habitually going to a juice shop, like a very trendy juice, I don't know what. Uh, juice press factory, uh, not a factory, but like a kind of just like a random pop-up. I, I can see her being one of the first people to get onto the green juice train, right? I, for, I can't see Edna. Like I, I just, I wish, I, I wish, you know, when she lived in Brooklyn, she would have adopted a, a nice hankering for pizza. I, I don't see that. I wish I could. I don't. But, you know, to each their own, right? To each their own. I will take the pizza, Edna. And speaking of pizza, I found myself on Facebook. I just, by the way, I've I, Facebook, I'm literally on it now just for birthdays. And like I said, every 18 months, I'll update the profile picture, kind of get some updates. But um, I don't know. I, I'm, I might, maybe I'll come back to it. But no, I found myself, my cousin shared a video of a pizza place in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And in, I, ne- I don't know why I'd never seen this. It's, it's such an interesting concept. Basically, it's like a pizza where you bake it with tomato sauce and the crust, but you don't put the cheese or any toppings on. So then, then you throw the cheese and the toppings on afterwards. So after it's been baked, so the cheese is cold and like the pepperoni would be not cooked either. Well, be cooked, but it would be kind of cold. Like salami almost is the way I got it. You get throw your mushrooms on there, your peppers. And I thought that was very interesting. I immediately was drawn to it. I was immediately drawn to it because it, it kind of reminded me of like a larger version of Lunchables, even though the sauce is cold too. The sauce might have been cold. Maybe they just bake the pizza, actually. I don't know. Maybe the pizza's hard. So it basically looked like a large Lunchables pizza, and I love Lunchables pizza. I don't know anyone who does not like the Lunchables pizza. And if they don't, I'm just going to assume they've never had it in their life. 
But this pizza, I'm not going to lie, they put a little bit too much cheese, but it looked really good. And I'm not a cheese guy. And there's, there's a few reasons why I think in my life, obviously, I, I haven't gathered around to it. One um, is because when people, what they like, when they eat pizza, they want the cheese to be gooey. And there are very, very few substances that I want in my mouth that are gooey, and cheese is most certainly not one of them. Most certainly. Uh, cheese, if I'm having cheese, I'm going to be honest, it's got to be, this is going to sound kind of odd, but almost toasty on top, creamy in the middle. Um, I don't want cheese to be, you know, something out of a factory, right? If I'm going to have cheese, you know, I'm not saying I don't want it pungent. I would appreciate pungent, pungent cheese, but it's got to be off the block. It's off the block. If I'm doing shredded cheese, um, okay, we can use the word melty, but I like, if I'm making a quesadilla, for example, it's right on the frying pan right away. We're going to fry up that cheese, then the tortilla. Then I'll throw the melted cheese in the middle, but that's more to hold shape, really, uh, and and quote-unquote protein, and then the other tortilla. And the real flavor, though, comes from that burnt cheese. That's one of the best. And pro tip, real quick, everyone, take a bunch of kind of like a a craft Mexican blend, taco seasoned cheese, whatever they call it now, Uh, heat up a frying pan, pop some, like a handful of cheese on there, and then put the tortilla on, make your quesadilla, and you'll have like a nice fried cheese. And it is one of the best flavors. I don't know what it is. And I can always appreciate that about pizza, right? That's why I was a little hesitant with this new kind. But the pizza, when you have it on there, you get the cheese on there, it almost like toasts on the top. Why do we think Asiago bagels are so good? I feel like this is a very simple equation. It's like your first kind of thing in algebra where you don't really understand it, right? Like... uh seven X equals 14. What is X? Like, it's like, Oh my gosh, what's the X? You know what I mean? But I feel like now, like when, like I've experimented because my mom would make quesadillas and the cheese would kind of dangle out and kind of try to escape. But while I was doing that, I would get fried and I loved that crisp flavor. Um, and I loved it. I, I really did. So I think that's where I was a little hesitant with this, with this new pizza, but you bring a new element because hypothetically they took a load of mozzarella and popped it onto this pie. And I, like on first glance, I was like, oh, that's creative. So one, they've captured my attention. Um, And I was intrigued. A lot of people seemed to be into it. And it seemed kind of messy. And I don't know if I was as intrigued to actually literally eat the food or the experience of it all, it being different. I can buy into that. And I would probably do it socially. I wouldn't go alone. Either way, let's say I go as a group and I go with people. Am I actually going to enjoy the pie? Okay. Also, when I say the word pie, does that make me seem like any more or any less of a pizza aficionado than I actually am? Because it really should. That's the point. That's why I'm using this. But no, would I actually like it? Okay, let me put it this way. I know people who literally eat cheese, eat shredded cheese out of a bag, eat craft cheese. I'm going to be honest, in no way, shape, or form does that make any sense to me at all. I think it's disgusting. I don't understand it. But then again, there are people who eat cheese like, you know, Gouda off the block, and I use that a lot, but like a very pungent cheddar. Uh, craft cheese, not oh, whoa, I just found it. Tra- I see what craft cheese just did there. I was gonna say like crafted cheese, like artisan cheese, but craft, I said craft cheese, and I think a lot of people might have thought I meant craft singles. Okay, craft, I see what you're doing here. Brilliant. Oh, I'm into it almost. I almost. Craft has earned a little bit of my respect. They just tricked me. Did anyone see what happened? I was going to say that I get people who eat craft cheese, like artisan cheese, but I said like the fake stuff. Oh my gosh. That was unexpected. That was also raw and unfiltered. I want everyone to know that. Craft cheese, I bet. No, but back to the topic. I understand when we're having, you know, 
um, a delicate blue cheese. Um, and at this point, if you haven't been able to tell, I've completely run out of names of cheeses. But artisan cheese, that's the overline. I, I can get that when we're eating that straight. But I, um, the thought of sitting down in a room without AC and funneling craft cheddar into my mouth has to be the most nauseating thing in the world. Not that the AC would have made a difference, it would have made a slight difference, but for the specific scenario I'm thinking of, I don't know if I can back that. Hey, I, everyone, you do you. Me personally, though, um, I'm not going to rip craft uh, cheese out of the bag, but I'm also not going to have gooey cheese. That's No, I don't back that. Melty cheese, we're getting somewhere. How about just cheese? Let's just call it that. But I don't know. Everyone... Whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or even Saturday and Sunday, um, what would Edna Mode do? That's the question. And I think it's blatantly obvious, nine times out of ten, we're playing our feet, we're facing where we got head on, and if we're not, we're evading it very strategically in a very um, cunning, cat-like, yet brilliant way. Edna Mode, what would Edna do? Everyone, my name is John. This was the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. And well, ultimately, I mean, look, This was my thing.